The Athletic. The Athletic Women's Football Podcast is proudly partnered with Now. With a Now Sports membership, you can watch the biggest moments from the Women's Super League live. Find out more at nowtv.com. Hello and welcome to the Athletic Women's Football Podcast in partnership with Now. And it's a very special pod today. We're coming to you live from Meadow Park, the home of Arsenal women. I say Meadow Park, but it's actually Meadow Park's car park. It was a cold one. I'm joined by producer Abby for this as we reflect on the match. A little outing for us. Yes. And also I'm dropping you at the train station later as yeah, well, yeah. so it's handy, isn't it? This is my punishment. <laughs> <laughs> it was just another ruthless display from Arsenal. Did you ever, as you were watching that, think it was in doubt? Because West Ham did start pretty well. They did, and they started both halves very well. But I remember it got to the half-hour mark and Arsenal don't quite scored and they'd had about four chances where uh, one of them of which Paris like actively stopped it going into the net at one point and I just had to laugh because it was it was chance after chance that you thought it was a surefire goal and it didn't quite go in for Arsenal but it was a step above West Ham they were a step above West Ham the work rate from every single player was another step above from that and um it's the first time I'd seen Kim Little in the flesh for a while and I know you're a, a card-carrying member of I the am. Kim Little fan yeah. club and I can I can see why she nutmegged one of the midfielders on one of her runs through, through the midfield. It was uh, a phenomenal display all round by the Gunners. I was watching thinking this could be so much worse for West Ham despite putting in a reasonable account of themselves really and I think that just goes to show how good Arsenal are they hit the post four times but a word as well on the West Ham goalkeeper who's right up there in terms of stats for saves Arnold Siobhan Chamberlain in the Sky Sports studio as well heaping praise on her before the match had even began it could have been worse it could have been much worse and she yes she did uh, I mean what more can I add to what you've already said she is uh she really did save West Ham a lot of times and uh, they've got they've got her to thank a lot I thought what else you get from being at the game is just uh, how vocal Jilly Flaherty is as well mm-hmm. in that defence shouting the whole time and I really loved the difference but in, in captaincy styles that you get with Little and Flaherty Flaherty's there shouting all the time as you would be as a defender anyway and then Kim's just there controlling it with ball in it <laughs> ball in, I say ball in hand that's not how you play football um, but <laughs> ball at her feet just calmly pointing around this is where we're going and it's um, there's no wrong way or right way of doing it but I just loved that contrast that you got between the two captains today oh, I spoke to Jilly afterwards actually she was my pick from the West Ham players for Sky Sports and I was just chatting to her about, and I was trying to do it in a really nice way of saying, you've got a lot of experience, Jilly, in this league. She went, you're not going to mention my age, are you? And started <laughs> laughing. But in in all seriousness, when she, when you are, are talking to a player like that, who obviously knows the league as well as they do, and at 60 minutes, she's seeing that Viv Miedemar's coming on. And, you know, Caitlin Ford was rested. Uh, Kim Little went off to be rested. But the bench for Arsenal as a as a defender as well I was just saying what was going through your mind and she just burst out laughing to say she she pretty much said that Arsenal are another level this season which echoes what you were saying but also thinks that they are going to go on and win the title she's called it already Mm. and right now who would bet against that they've beaten Chelsea once they just 
will have to draw, arguably, um, and that would be the title. But it's really boring to say that, so I'm not going to say that because we've seen West Ham upset City. We've seen um, upsets happen all the time. With last season, Brighton, did they beat or draw with Chelsea last season? They beat Chelsea. They beat them. Yeah. So upsets can still happen. There are still some very good teams. Who knows what the Ever- new Everton manager could do? Obviously, they lost at the weekend, but there's. let's not call it yet. Okay. If only because we want people to carry on carry on listening. We do. Yeah. And we want you to carry on listening to this as well. We are going to bring you some behind the scenes action from Meadow Park today, a taste of what it's like in the WSL and what you might have missed if you weren't watching it live. Uh, coming up, we're going to be speaking with commentator Jackie Oatley, who was, uh, who was in great form this evening and managed to stay around in the cold a bit later to speak to us. Uh, we'll hear from Arsenal's Kim Little and manager Jonas Eideval as well. With a Now Sports membership, you can watch all the live Sky Sports action from the Women's Super League. Watch it all for 9 99 with a Now Sports Day membership. Oh, and here come Arsenal once again. And it's Kim Little once again. And it's a goal once again. And Arsenal two to the good. We'll come on to Kim Little then in a moment. Uh, two goals for her tonight. She has surpassed her goal scoring for last season already. So that's 11 in total, six goals in six league games. I was speaking to her about adding goals and whether she's had any pressure to do that a little bit more. And I think it's just positional, really. I mean, you, you look at how she's playing. She's a bit more advanced up the pitch, right? She is. And um, I was writing my my notes during the game and I wrote, remind me why she's retired from international football. Mm. Um, and I also uh, was chatting with uh, Arsenal, Ask Blog's Tim Stillman at halftime and uh, um, said... You know, she really reminds me of that iconic photo of Andres Iniesta surrounded by all the the, the opposition, and she's still just got the ball at her feet. Um, just constantly, the the West Ham players were swarming towards her, and she's just calm under pressure. And um, Tim st- said to me uh, at half time, he's like, "When she's got the ball, you just you breathe. You're just you're relaxed because it's Kim Little. She's going to get the pass away, and it's going to progress. And there's just no dramas with her." <laughs> No, not at all. I did speak to her after the match, the scorer of two goals, and this is her talking after the game. I think naturally when um, a new manager comes in, um, it can change You know the way you play and the way you think, and Jonas has definitely done that. We've got a, a slightly different um, sort of tactics and formation, especially in midfield. Um, and we're a bit more expansive, a bit more on the front foot. Um, our counter press is, is more aggressive. So for me, it's, it is quite different to what we've played in at the past at Arsenal, but um, it's, it's really enjoyable. And I think as a player, it makes you um, put you out your comfort zone. It kind of makes you push yourself a bit further. And I think you can you can really see that in the way the team's playing right now. Hi, it's Kate Borsay here from the Athletic Women's Football Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that you can stream the biggest moments of the Women's Super League with Now. Coming up this Sunday, you can watch all the Sky Sports action from Everton versus Manchester United and Manchester City against Chelsea. That's all for a one-off payment, just £9.99 with a Now Sports Day membership. Find out if City can exact revenge on the Blues after their FA Cup semi-final exit and whether Everton can get that new manager bounce. To find out more, head to nowtv.com or search Now Sports today. From one queen to another queen, the queen of Codsall. And if you know, you know. Uh, Jackie Oatley was calling this game and I got her to hang around with all of her winter woolies on to speak to us about the action. I'm joined by Jackie Oatley, who's just been on commentary for the game. I've been pitch side. Um, Jacks, first of all, your impressions of Arsenal this season, they're looking pretty immense. Well, they're all right. <laughs> they're all right. No, they're fantastic. And 
One of the main things that has really struck me doing a number of their games already this season, including the 5-0 here and now 4-0 here and also the 3-0 here against Everton, is how ruthless they are and how driven they are right from the first whistle, but particularly until the final whistle. I think you see some teams who maybe go... 2-0 up, maybe 3-0 up and think, right, we'll conserve energy. It's a long season. We've got a lot of competitions. We're going to Denmark on Wednesday nights in the Champions League, etc. And they try and preserve that energy and they're quite happy with what they've got. And then they think clean sheet, whereas Arsenal think clean sheet, but more goals. And I think that's really the difference between last season and this season is how driven they are. And... That's evident. Everything that we hear from players that we talk to, that we listen to, from people that I speak to here behind the scenes, it's very much a case of Jonas Edeval has brought this level of intensity that has engaged the players, that has taken them individually and collectively to a higher level. And I think we're seeing that in terms of the league table. And never mind anybody else, what Chelsea or anybody else are doing. They're looking at what they're doing and they want to make sure that they're top come the end of the season through their merits and not through anybody else slipping up. Was this a perfect game for Jonas in the sense that at 60 minutes, he was also able to take some key players off like Kim Little, give them some rest, bring on the likes of Miedemar. And that rotation within his squad, it seems to be working so brilliantly, especially when you're three goals to the good and you're able to do that at the time. It is. And I can imagine other WSL managers will be watching tonight thinking, oh, it's lovely you can do that. Wish I could do that. But I think you also have to give credit to Arsenal, the club, in the sense that they have increased the budget from last season and they haven't won the league for coming up to three years as it will be and they haven't won a trophy since then and from everything I hear about that noise is in the background as they're de-rigging here from the TV <laughs> cameras um, everything I hear is about the support for the women's team is genuine we hear a lot don't we Lindsay from other clubs about oh this one club mentality we have and then then you actually talk to people and they go no the women never see the men they have nothing to do with them and that's not the case here at Arsenal it's very much a case of Richard Garlick coming in as director of football operations from the FA formerly of West Bromwich Albion and he by all accounts is extremely hands-on when it comes to supporting Claire Wheatley, the general manager here and, and what she's trying to do with the club. And you see the likes of signing Frida Marnham from under the noses of Everton. We know how upset Willie Kirk was about that. <laughs> yeah. But look at the difference that player has made. She's not just made a difference to the midfield. She's made a difference to Kim Little being able to push higher up the field and score more goals than she did last season already. And we're only just into November. And the strength they have in depth, that bench tonight, seven full internationals, plus Franz Stenson, a youth international. It just shows you that by design, they are giving themselves options to compete in all the different competitions they're still in. And that's not even including Tobin Heath, who was given extended leave in the United States to go to a brother's wedding, for example. And that Lotta Woodman Moy was back tonight after a few days with a boyfriend in Lake Como. And the fact that Viviana Miedemar was allowed to go to Lanzarote, which is excellent management. They're managing the minutes. They couldn't manage the minutes in terms of England playing the likes of Leah Williamson for both full internationals, both matches, one of them in midfield as well. And 
And I think that's a bit of a challenge for them, but they've controlled the controllables and they've um, they've absolutely maximised the resources that they have and another clean sheet, another four goals, and they don't need to look over the shoulders. They can keep looking up, even though they're already at the top of the table. In the commentary, I heard you put Sue Smith on the spot and you said, pick one player, just one, that has impressed you the most for Arsenal so far this season. I'm going to put you on the spot now and do that right back to you. And I'm not going to have a top three. I just want the one that's impressed you the most. <laughs> Oh, no, do you know what? If Sue's listening to this, she'll go, go on, Linz. She did it to me in commentary, now you're doing it to me. And I sat there all smug as I watched her squirm because she could have said Marnham, she could have said Little, she could have said Mead, for goodness sake. She could have said McCabe. And that's not even mentioning Williamson. Um, there are so many players who have been fantastic, but I think just after Kim Little scored her 50th WSL goal, all for Arsenal, um, let's say her, but honourable mentions, as they say, to the likes of me. Marnham I've been so impressed with. 22-year-old with, what, 44 caps from Norway already? My goodness, that player is a talent and the composure on the ball as well. And I just think that's emblematic, really, of what they're doing here in the fantastic recruitment and um, and the, the team ethic is, is really quite special. One thing I was mentioning in the stands, interesting point that I don't think many people make, and, and you touched on it, was that we know that Frieda Marnham was a bargain, but we don't know how much because we don't know the price tags in the women's game. Is that something that you think needs to change? It's interesting because I spoke to somebody in the game on my way here and I said, look, can I, can I say about price tags? And it was very much a case of no, because we don't want other clubs to know what we're paying. Not we as in this particular club, but clubs generally, it's all very cloak and dagger and who's getting who and, and what they're paying in the women's game. It's really interesting. And I said, well, when I'm doing my Premier League commentary prep, as I did for yesterday, Crystal Palace Walls, I'm putting... Daniel Pedence, uh, 19.8 million pounds from Olympiakos. And I'm putting 28 million pounds initial fee for somebody else. And and virtually every player has a price and occasionally you get an undisclosed, but generally you kind of know what they are. And, and then I was told, well, actually, I think that is the way it's going in the women's game. But really at the moment, the figures that are being paid are really quite insignificant. They are still small fees. So for example... A player as good as Nikita Paris was signed for £86,000 with all the talent that she has and the experience she has. So they are really still quite small fees. And and we know about Penilla Harder going for about quarter of a million pound world record fee. That really is the, the exception to the norm. So they are really just, I think, the fees tend to be tens of thousands rather than anything more significant than that. We might pick that up again at some point. Now, next weekend, it is a double header. We're calling it the Women's Football Weekend as well on Sky. Uh, you can watch Everton against Manchester United or Jackie and I will both be at the same game. We're at City against Chelsea. The double header is just 9 99 by the way, with a Now Sports Day membership and that will be worth it for two games back to back. How much are you looking forward to this showdown between City and Chelsea? City who've not been at the races and Chelsea who will have seen this result as well only that marginal victory over Aston Villa and maybe wanting to prove a point yeah absolutely I'm, I'm fascinated by it I mean I think we've all looked at Manchester City this season and thought wow what on earth has gone on there and I think yes everybody's talking about the players missing and of course these are top international players the likes of Lucy Bronze and, and Steph Horton etc but really I think it's also fair to say that 
they should have done better with the starting 11s that they've had. And I think they've been very reliant on Lauren Hemp, a 21-year-old, richly talented player, but really being so reliant. And So I think having won a game today, you would expect them to have got a lot of confidence from that and maybe with players back. I would hope to see Manchester City raise their game because this league needs it. I mean, we we couldn't be any more neutral, could we, as to who wins this? We just want competitive WSL. Don't give a monkeys who wins it, uh, who gets relegated. No offence to anyone who gets relegated, but we just want a competitive league and we don't just want Chelsea and Arsenal to run away with it and we want Manchester United to get all the backing that they can possibly have from the men's side of things and we want Manchester City to be as strong as possible and their players to come back uh, soon but equally we want whatever starting 11 they put out to really compete and and we want to see the best football that we can so and we really want them to challenge Chelsea next weekend just like we want Arsenal to be challenged by whoever they're playing in future we don't want any games to be a foregone conclusion. And with respect, we could probably have picked this result tonight fairly easily. Between 3-0 and 5-0 was probably a good guess from anybody, and it was 4-0. And I think it's the same next weekend when we watch Manchester City-Chelsea. It's at City, so the owners will be on them um, to try to control the game. But we know that even if it's 0-0 after 80 minutes, that Chelsea will still feel they have plenty whether on the bench or within the starting 11 um, to see them over the line but with it being a 22 game season every single match matters greatly and every single point and every single goal because we know it could come down to goal difference exactly something that Jonas is very aware of as well with his previous experience in the Swedish league losing on goal difference uh, Jackie thank you very much I've kept you out in the cold long enough <laughs> it's okay I've got, my, I've got my heated gloves but stupidly I've only got one on hang on let me just put the other one there we there go there you go better. lovely she's got all of the equipment Jackie Oatley brilliant <laughs> thanks very much electric blanket as well sitting next to Sue I had it on my lap it was lovely <laughs> thanks very much <laughs> great to get Jackie's thoughts there and maybe we open that one up as well to you guys um, at Offside Rule Pod and if you want to get in touch via The Athletic as well in terms of that point that we were talking about and would you like to know the fees of players? I think as a reporter and asking questions and maybe this is something that might change for next season but if you know someone's a bargain you know it if you know there's pressure on them because of a price tag in the women's game you know it at the moment we don't we don't and the only people that we seem to know about are Pranella Harder and Sam Kerr Mm. And that ends the list pretty much. I think it just adds another level of interest in the game. At the end of the day, look at the transfer window in the men's game. That's when you see the peak in any interest within the, the within the sort of those two transfer windows in the year. Can we not, you know, look at that in the women's game and think, mm. can we peak more interest? I'm keen to rally for that because another reason is the discrepancies in positions sometimes. We might find out what a defender's worth in comparison to a striker and and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it is something that I think we might revisit at some point and has been raised in this very show. Uh, We'll hear next from Arsenal manager Jonas Eideval. Not about that. I didn't mention anything to do with that. He was wrapping up his day, a very good one, at Meadow Park. Are you running out of positive things to say about your team? Uh, no, definitely not. Uh, I'm, I'm never getting tired of seeing positive things, so uh, no, we, we just keep on building. Did everything go to plan for you out there tonight? I never think it does in football. Uh, it's such a challenging sport and the opponent will do everything to, to try to crash your game plans as well. But I think the first half was 
uh, after the first 10 minutes it was brilliant from our side we created so many scoring opportunities I think we moved the ball so well and we pressed so aggressively so I was really content with that apart from us maybe we should have scored a couple of more goals uh, and and then we got those goals in the second half so all in all very good we saw you as well on the, about the 60-minute mark, being able to make changes and bring players off the bench. Was that the perfect rotation for you to give a few minutes in the legs and rest other players? I think we have a very, very qualitative squad that, that we need to use during the game. So it's not so much about the result that we had. We, we, we could have done those changes anyways if we would have been looking for, uh, for getting a winning goal as well. Two goals for Kim Little, that's her surpassing her total from last season already. Is that something you've spoken to her about, adding more goals to her game? Not really, uh, but she's obviously playing in a little bit different position this year, a little bit higher up, so, so that helps. And the one thing that I've spoken about her is that I want her to shoot more often, and uh, that I think she, she has done. But she's a great, great player, and she's so dynamic, and she has such a flow in her game when she's attacking the defending line. So for me, it's no surprise she's scoring a lot of goals. And 50 goals for Arsenal so far this campaign. Are you starting to think about now possibly an invincible season? No, no, not at all. It's it's one game at a time. It's I can't jump that far ahead in my in my head. Now it's Hobbikoe in, uh, in Champions League uh, midweek. So that's where my thoughts are. Jonas Eidevold doesn't seem like he's got a care in the world because in a footballing sense, he doesn't. He has no cares. Well, he has one care and it's just winning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to be back with Kate on Tuesday's show for a full roundup of the weekend's results. Do join us for that. A reminder as well that you can watch all of the live Sky Sports action from Women's Football Weekend. It's next Sunday. All you need is a Now Sports daily membership and that will cost you just $9.99 and no contract necessary. But for now, from Meadow Park, it's goodbye from me and producer Abby. I'm putting the heater on in the car. We're off home. Yes, please. (laughs) The Athletic Women's Football Podcast is proudly partnered with Now. With a Now Sports membership, you can watch the biggest moments from the Women's Super League live. Find out more at nowtv.com. The Athletic.